everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of Dark Knight Paranormal. As I speak to you, I'm sitting in my office in my home in Edinburgh. The office is small. The walls are covered in thumbnails of our, our videos in, in picture frames. The, the sun is piercing through the window on my desk, and the dust is doing a waltz in the beams. The room doesn't comprise of, of much, uh, a white desk, uh, a leather sofa, a, a, a computer on my desk that I use to edit my footage. I'm packing a bag because I'm heading off to America because something, something incredible has happened. He's finally agreed to have an interview and I can't pass this up. I should give you some context for, for new listeners, of course. Last summer, I went to America with my ex-partner, Abby, and her brother, uh, Darren. And uh, we did a tour of America, investigating some of the most haunted locations available to us. Uh, Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky. Virginia State Penitentiary in, well, Virginia. The Lizzie Borden House in Fall River, Massachusetts. And, and to end our tour, we ended it in, in Clearburn, uh, a town in, in, in rural Massachusetts. Clearburn was home to one of the most infamous locations that I've ever discovered, the McKinley Mansion. A small town in Massachusetts, home to maybe a thousand people. It doesn't have much going for a, a main street with a few shops, like a, a coffee shop, a, a restaurant and a hardware store. There's a beautiful park, a cemetery, and then of course an abandoned house that the town chose to ignore. But it was home to an incredibly violent haunting. I only found out about this haunting because my cousin, he, he told me about this guy he, he heard about called Matt who had an incredible experience which left him traumatised. I've been trying all year to get an interview with Matt to find out his side of the story, to find out what really happened on the night on Halloween, but finally he's agreed to meet with me. So um, I've been invited to go and see him at a secure unit in Boston, Massachusetts to have a meeting with him. I cannot believe this is finally happening. Um, I'm now sitting in Edinburgh Airport awaiting my flight uh, to New York where I'll catch the train to Boston. All around me are people with bags going to unknown destinations. Families and friends travelling together. Um, I'm sitting on an uncomfortable metal chair looking out over the runway, several planes waiting for their turn to lift off into the air. Uh, looking out over the tarmac of the runway, the thoughts of being in the air. I'm reminded of my friend Cassandra. She loved to travel, loved to go and visit different places and experience different cultures. And In a flash, it was all over. In my vain attempt to find the truth. And then I'm brought back to the task at hand. It was strange because totally out of the blue I received an email saying that Matt was willing to talk. Apparently he had somehow managed to see the documentary we'd made. It became insanely popular with over 70 million views online. News stations from all over the world wanted to talk to us, mainly about the death of Cassandra, but that was proved to be not our fault. We were cleared of, of any wrongdoing. Um, it was categorised as like a, a freak accident. Abby, well, she couldn't handle the pressure, the attention, and decided to leave the group. We 
we broke up soon after. Uh, Darren is still part of the group, but he wants to leave the McKinley Mansion behind and move on. Look, I get it, but there's just something about it. I just can't let it go. Ah, I have to go. That's my flight boarding. Um, I'll catch up again in Boston. Welcome back, guys. So, I'm standing outside of the hospital. It's bigger than I expected. I didn't really know what to expect, really. Um, it looks like a, a castle made of, of red brick with a, a white trim around it. Four large turrets stick out of the corners and loads of windows with bars in them. Just... Okay, I can count one, two, three, four... Fifteen windows! Uh, a large chain-link fence surrounds the building, which looks like nature is starting to take back. The ivy has intertwined itself through the links of the fence. The grounds, well, they've seen better days. I'm standing in front of the entrance gate and there's two guards dressed in brown shirts and black ties. They're gesturing me forward. Hello, sir. Do you have an appointment? Uh, yeah, at 2 p.m. with Matt Anderson. He should be expecting me. Who's his caseworker? Uh, Cynthia Slateford, I believe. Excellent. Go right ahead, sir. Straight through those double doors and you'll get checked in. Ah, thank you. Um, okay, so I don't want to record the next bit. So I'll catch up with you when I'm with Matt. Whew, why am I so nervous? So I've been sent into a small room. Presumably like a, a meeting room. It's bland, clinical. There's a, a large beaten up metal table that dominates the room. And I'm sitting on a, a cheap plastic chair that feels like it's going to break under my weight. The strip lighting above my head is, is, is humming. It's it's really, really distracting. Um, I'm asked to wait as they go and collect Matt. Oh, I'm so nervous. It's like meeting a celebrity. Oh, God, here he comes. He's taller than I expected. His long mop of black hair is wild and it, it falls over his face, obscuring his gaunt features. He's wearing a pair of dark blue pajamas and his hands... Uh, to be bound. Max, this is Matt. Say hello, Matt. Sorry. I will have to stay in the room, you understand. There's a guard station outside. Is that entirely necessary? Trust me. You'll thank me for it. And besides, it's the only way we can allow this meeting to happen, so take it That's or leave cool. it. That's cool. I'll take it. Believe me. Believe me. I'll take it. Um, hello. Hello, Matt. Um, my name is, is Max. I'm from Dark Knight Paranormal. I'm the guy who made the documentary about the McKinley Mansion. Um, okay. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Um, are you still happy to talk about what happened? Yes. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't catch that. That's because I didn't throw it. I said yes. <laughs> yeah, very good. Before you ask your, your questions, can I ask you something? Uh, yeah, of, of course. Why the fuck did you go in there? What were you hoping to achieve? All you got was pain, just like me. Um, answers, I guess. Answers to the burning questions of what you witnessed, what you experienced. I want to bear witness to the things you saw. And, and are you happy with what you discovered? Content on using my story to make money? I, I well, I, I never actually made money from the video. Any money that was made to the documentary was sent to the family of Cassandra and to different charities. Well, good for you. 
Make yourself that, feel better. No, that, that's not what... Anyway, I, I'm not content with what we found, as it left more questions than answers, and I also lost a dear friend in the process. Sorry. Sorry. It's, uh... It's that place. It has a hold on you. It has its grubby claws into you and refuses to let go. Anyway... What do you want to know? I've read the news reports which were written after you went there, so I've got a basic gist, but can you talk me through the events? I used to love Halloween. My favorite time of year. Now I fucking despise it. I, I was meant to be meeting my friends there. To, you know, explore the place. Do something spooky for Halloween. Yara, she... Well, she was obsessed with ghosts and, uh, and things like that. Me, I, I didn't believe in any of that shit. I, I just love horror movies and horror, but I, I knew it was all bullshit. Anyways, I, I made my way there. And when I made it through the cemetery that was nearby, the air sort of, sort of changed, you know? It was as if someone had opened a freezer door. The evening was, was a normal fall day. Mild, but relatively warm. But this air was, uh, was not, uh, it was not normal. Look, can we take those off? I mean, it seems okay. Nope. Fair enough. It's okay. Don't worry. Anyways, I, I made it into the mansion, and I remember thinking, it looked like something out of the Adams family or something. That sort of made me feel better about going in. When I went in, though, the atmosphere, it was... It was thick. So thick I could spread it like butter. I knew from the offset something wasn't right. Did you see or hear anything when you arrived? What about your friends? Uh, my friends never turned up. <clears throat> if, uh, if they had, it wouldn't have been so bad. The weird thing about that is, after it all happened, they, they claimed to have been there at the agreed time. Uh, but the mansion was just, like, all chained up. And they couldn't get in. They waited for me and were annoyed at me. Annoyed that I didn't show up. Mm. That is strange. Anyway, standing in that entrance hall, I'll never forget it. It was so creepy. Just dust and, and cobwebs everywhere. You could easily have mistaken it for the set of some horror movie. Or, or the haunted mansion ride at Disney, you know? I constantly felt like I was being watched. Like someone was peering at me from the darkness. But I went into that first room. It was massive. <laughs> I know. I remember thinking that whoever owned this place must have been incredibly rich. Yeah. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. At the end of the room was one of those stained glass windows. You know, the one with the bride. Creepy ass picture, man. It sent the shits right up me. Not as creepy as the actual bride, though. Fuck me. Do you remember sensing anything or, or feeling anything while you were in there? No. No, I can't say that I do. I'm not really into all that hippy-dippy talk-to-the-dead shit. I, I just wanted to scare, you know? Just explore a freaky house. No. I mean, like you mentioned before, you felt like you were being watched. Didn't feel that here? Well, I felt that shit everywhere, dude. There is nowhere in that place that I didn't feel like I was on TV. Or on a stage, you know? 
So you explored the dining room, then then what, went to the bedroom and had the first vision? Yeah, yeah, but but before that, there was this doll in, in a small room off of the bedroom. It, it was like a small nook of some sort. Just a shit ton of China dolls. And there was this one, this one that was, well, it was dressed. As a bride. Yeah. My mate had experience with that. Spoke to him. Oh, shit, yeah. I remember that from the episode. That shit was scary. It it just moved for me. No no creepy little girl voice, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it messed Aaron up pretty bad. I mean, he's still having nightmares about it. So, you got to the bedroom, then what? Uh, I found a, a garter. And when I touched it, it was it was as if some someone shone a bright spotlight into my eyes. And when I could see again, the room was different. Clean. And then she came in. I Isabel. She was gorgeous. Porcelain skin, obsidian hair, crystal blue eyes. She just stared into the mirror before turning. She turned to me and she, she was all rotten and dead and she was shouting something. I just can't remember what. But suddenly I was back in the room. I was tripping, man. But then I bolted from the room to the front door, but it was locked. I tried to open it, but nothing. And then she came. The bride. Jesus. What happened next? Well, she floated down the stairs and, and attacked me. What, just like that? She came down the stairs and attacked you? What the fuck do you want from me, man? I'm telling you what happened. Don't take the piss. Matt, settle down. I'm not. I just want to know what happened. I explain it to me. <sighs> she, she came down the stairs and came right up to my face. I can still remember the stench coming from her. She looked like a zombie from The Walking Dead or something. And then she screamed. She screamed this horrendous, tortured scream. And then she spoke. What did she say? Uh, look. L look. Uh, look what you did to me. Look what you did to me. Look what you did to me. Did she think you were Henry? I don't know, man. I don't know. God knows what she was thinking. But then it just pushed me up against the door, and I hit my head and fell unconscious. Wait. She attacked you? Physically attacked you? Yeah. Yeah, it fucking hurt. Well, why do you sound so surprised? I didn't think a spirit could actually do that. I mean, you hear stories like the Mackenzie Poltergeist where people are physically attacked, but when we encountered her, she had to possess Cassandra to do anything, which means she was losing her powers when we went. Henry had a stronger hold on her after you went. That's really interesting. Yeah, whatever, man. Do you want to hear the rest of this or not? I, I got places to be. No, you don't. Well, thanks, Nurse Cratchit. You're welcome. So, she knocks you unconscious. And then what? Well, uh, I had dreams while I was knocked out. I, I dreamt I was at home, in my house. Uh, but it was different. I was her. The bride? Isabel? Yeah, yeah, it was odd. Then I was in a graveyard being watched by someone. And then I was in my high school, in the hall, and there were there were these skeletons, and they were dancing everywhere. And then I was on a on a church attending my own funeral. Yours or hers? Mine. How did you know it was yours? <laughs> I saw the the body, my my body, in the coffin. It woke up and screamed at me. 
And then I was back in the house. Uh, look, look, can we stop? I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Matt, please, let me understand. I know it's hard to go over again, but this will help me understand what really went on. There's nothing to understand, man. That, that place, that place is cursed. And it should be burnt down. Matt, please. I need to know that my friend didn't die in vain. Fine. Fine. I wake up and she's gone. I tried to leave, but I couldn't. I decided the only thing left to do is find another way out. Maybe there's an open window somewhere that I can get out of. So I head back upstairs. I find the attic where I find the chest. And in the chest... The newspaper clippings. We find the same thing. Well, you'll, you'll know it accused Henry of killing Isabel. And that is what I had to tell. I, I had to tell the woman's story. There was something else, though. I, I remember these mannequins. Uh, there was about five of them. Mannequins? What do they look like? Uh, mannequins. They, uh... They looked like mannequins. What else can I tell you? They, they moved on their own, though. And they seemed to uh, sort of act out this scene of Isabel's murder. Almost as if they wanted to show me how it happened. Oh, I'm so glad we did not experience that. Darren would have had a cardiac arrest right on the spot. So you find the chest. How did you get out of the house? Yeah, I told the spirit that I would tell her story and she let me go. Just like that? <laughs> Just like that. I left the house and she disappeared as a pile of leaves. So how did you end up here? <laughs> well... People don't take kindly to people telling elaborate stories. They thought I was lying, making the whole thing up. My parents sent me to the shrink. Everyone in town thought that I was insane. Well, I don't think that. The thing I heard, it was something to do with, um, uh, Slen... Um, Slenderman. Shut up. Shut up. Don't say that. Matt, settle down. He'll hear you. Who will hear me? Him. Him. He will hear you. Don't. Don't mention his name. What? Slenderman. Ah! Fuck, man. Don't say his name. Matt, I will not tell you again. Settle I'm sorry. down. I, did, I didn't mean to upset you. I'm sorry. You said his name. Yes, it's fine. Oh, fuck. He's gonna he doesn't come like for you hearing too. that name. He's convinced. He'll come for you, too. He's watching him. He'll it's come for you, delusion. too. I think maybe that's enough for today. Okay, well, Matt, thank you for taking the time to speak to me. Well, that was a dramatic ending. I'm now back outside the hospital, and I finally got his side of the story. It seems to have done a number on him, but this Slenderman thing he's terrified of. Maybe I need to look into that more. Well, I'll catch up with you when I'm back in Edinburgh. Well, I'm back in Edinburgh. It's been a couple of days since I had the interview with Matt, and I guess... It's answered a few questions, but it's left me with a few more too. I don't feel satisfied. I thought I thought I would, but there's just something that doesn't sit right. Something I can't explain. I've caught up with Darren and explained what Matt talked about, and he didn't really want to know, but after listening to the interview, he came around. We're going to look further into Slenderman and see if we can find a connection, but... But for now, I'd like to say thank you very much for coming on this journey with me. And remember, believe in what you see. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye, guys. 
Dark Knight Paranormal The Interview is an Eerie Earth production written, directed and edited by Kieran Begg. Starring Kieran Begg as Max Watson, Peter Wyshynski as Matt Henderson, Beth Eltringham as the nurse and Jake Law as the guard. For more information head over to eerieearth.com. Remember we have a Patreon. For £3 a month, if you want to support us, you can get your name called out on every single feature audio drama and every single feature episode of Eerie Earth. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Eerie Earth. Eerie Earth is available anywhere you get your podcasts, so be sure to catch up on previous episodes. Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye for now.